the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey, this is Rick Probst. And Dan Ratcliffe. Of Faith Talk Live. You're about to hear an amazing portion of our show on demand. You can see the entire show on Facebook Live. And find out more on our website, faithtalkatlanta.com. When Marconi invented radio, he had no idea it would one day become Faith Talk Live with Rick and Dan on Faith Talk Atlanta. Look out, we're grooving now. It is the Wednesday edition of Faith Talk Live. I am Rick Probst. I'm Dan Radcliffe. Whoa, whoa, you got me talking like this now. Come on. Hey, everybody. Yeah, come on now. Wow, what's the occasion for that? Uh, Uh, Because life's a beach? I guess, yeah, and it's fun, fun, fun. David Delk's uh, coming on today, oh, so yeah. it's always fun with David Delk. Is it? Well, usually. Is if, it really? If we have candles, then it's fun, yes. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, yeah, he's here with, uh, is it uh, Michael McKay? Michael McKay. Who has quite a story. Yes, 12 he does. days in a coma, 14 facial bones broken after an accident. Wow. An automobile wow. accident. We'll talk to him. Can't wait to get that story. About that uh, in a few. And here she is in a dilemma, Tiana Borgino. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, everyone. She said, uh, Rick, Dan, I have a dilemma. I said, take two aspirin and call us in the morning. But <laughs> that I guess didn't that's work, not the, it's not a physical dilemma. No, it is not. Is it a mental dilemma? Let me not see. Not this time. No, it isn't. Um, so I have a queen-size comforter mm-hmm. that will not fit into my tiny washing machine to wash it. And so now I have a problem because I can't wash my comforter. Just buy a washboard. Just do it the old-fashioned way. Uh, a tub and a board. There you go. I don't know about that. No? You could okay. play in a band, a bluegrass band on the side if you have one of those washboards. I could. love bluegrass yeah. music. You can do that on my abs, too. No, I can't, I can't do that. <laughs> no, awesome. I wouldn't sound that way. So if you have a wash machine that's big enough yes, for please. the princess's queen-size comforter, <laughs> yes. uh, you can email her. Oh, I'm sorry. She's not email-friendly. How can they get oh, no. How How can... <laughs> how can how you can cannot, they get a hold of you? You can inbox me on Instagram at Tiana Bogino. At Tiana Bogino. That's right. Okay. All right, that'll be cool. Hopefully, you can get that taken care of. I know. Yes, because you've got big company coming uh, this this weekend. Well, hopefully, Maybe. Maybe. Not sick. We'll, we'll talk about that yeah. in a second. Last night, yeah, it was epic. It was huge. <laughs> <laughs> Middle school band concerts. Yes, oh, it was fun. Boy, howdy, it doesn't get any funner than that. Uh-huh. <laughs> Not at all. So uh, Dan went to Joshua's. Yeah. Oh, wait, I got to put And there was... <laughs> That's a clip. Yeah, I could. Too bad I couldn't see him. That's, yeah. a, that's a clip from <laughs> that uh, picture was hilarious. What is that picture? Can we post that picture? It's I was going to have it on Instagram, Instagram. And Facebook. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go to Dan Ratcliffe with a T, not a D, and an E at the end. By and the an E at yeah. the end. You can see there's a lady with a huge eighty. That would be a. It was a lot of like hair. She had, she had yeah. a lot of hair. Yeah. <laughs> It covered up my entire view. Was that Lady Gaga in front of you, Dan? <laughs> I don't know who it was. Was she wearing an, an outfit of meat? 
<laughs> what instrument does Joshua play? He's a drummer. Drum. Oh, awesome. Yeah, he How did he do last night? How did he do last night? Sounded good, good right there. Yeah, nice clip. Oh, it was him. No. Uh, no, he did great. <laughs> Sounded good. And thankfully, I shouldn't say this, but thankfully it was the seventh and eighth grade band, not the sixth grade band. So you didn't get the, the really, really bad playing. So, so when, they, were, they were combined then, right? Well, no, well they were separate seventh and eighth grade, but they, they're having a separate sixth grade band concert. So Oh, that's, that's always good. That's when nice. my siblings were younger and we had to go to their concerts, my mom would separate my dad and I. We were not allowed to sit next to each other <laughs> because we would laugh oh, like we that, did. where I'd have to excuse myself yeah. and walk outside because you, I couldn't control it. You would heckle your siblings? Oh, yeah. And yeah. all the other children yes, there that we were that not very night. good. <laughs> we had all four of us, me and, and Kathy and Bethany and Kaylee, we all had a little yes, text thing text. going. Exactly. We were texting yep. each other. It was awesome. Oh, I miss those days. so bad. Yeah. Well, you got to entertain yourself so, somehow. Yeah. <laughs> well, Elijah had his last night. He played the uh, the uh, bass drum and the. It's not a xylophone, is it? What's that thing Z- called? Well, there's xylophone, there's xylophone. marimba, there's marimba. Yeah. He played uh, both of those, not That's at awesome. the same time, uh-huh. uh, but he played them. And here's a clip from his band concert. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa! He was at the same weird. concert. <laughs> it's the same sheet oh, of music. Yes, I'm is. convinced of it. Here's where the band director got us yeah all right you get a little program coming in mm-hmm. all right and i want to be there for my son but it's always grueling right because right. you've got the people that are there going okay this year we raised 569 dollars mm-hmm. we need volunteers do yeah. i see anyone bueller <laughs> um <laughs> and so on the on the program three songs i'm thinking we're going to yes. blow in, we're going to blow up, and we're going to blow out. Didn't happen that way, though, did it? What they did is they snuck little pieces in between the three songs where it ended up to be eight. So they had, like, oh. two saxophone players, mm-hmm. three uh, flute players, yeah. about nine trombone players. Mm. I like when they're up front about it. They're like, there's going to be 25 songs yeah, tonight, right, <laughs> just right. so you know. Yeah. Well, he knows that if he plays, if they, if they wait till. The the end to do that the parents get up oh yeah and, and leave so there's a method to this madness mm. right. he deceived us right. mm-hmm. I'm never going back again. well I'm I'm glad that you said that you and your dad used to laugh because oh, yeah. because we really had a good time talking mm-hmm. about everybody and everything really including yes. one of the songs that Joshua's band played which was the theme from Jurassic Park but it sounded like the theme from Jurassic Park where the dinosaurs were on Xanax because yeah. it was like really <laughs> slow and, and like the dinosaurs just didn't really care that they were Maybe there, you so. were on Xanax. I mean, yeah, I should have been, yes. What's this little pill I'm taking? Oh, it makes me feel really good. Roar. Okay. Anyway, okay. we made it, Dan, until next time. What's the next one? Christmas? Probably Christmas Will they do concert, a Christmas yeah. one? Oh, I'm yeah. sure, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, I'm you, sure. Will you share your Xanax with me I before, before I go? I definitely. So will, yes. I know the band uh, director's trick now, so yeah. I'll come in late. Uh, Jack is coming this weekend to see Tiana. We and, know Jack. Uh, I've got a little game. I want to see how well she knows Jack. Okay, great. I've got some uh, Jack song lyrics here that oh, she no. has to finish, okay. and then we'll okay. get into a break and get Dr. David Delk and Michael McKay in here. Are you ready? I'm ready. Hit the road, Jack, and don't you blank. Come back. Yeah, there you go. Very good. Very good. Okay, over there. Be quiet. Had a wife and kid (laughs) in Baltimore, Jack. I went out for a blank, and I never came back. A snack.
<laughs> <laughs> Sounds good to me. <laughs> I can see the boss doing that. I think it fits that. in there. Yeah. Bruce Springsteen, I went out for a ride. Oh. Mm. All right, here you go. Number three, okay. Jumpin' Jack Flash. It's a blank, blank, blank. It's a really fun night. It's a it's a gas 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 gas. Oh, it's a yes, gas gas yeah. gas. <laughs> Thank you, Dan. You're welcome. That's what I'm I here never for. would have guessed that. <laughs> what? Who even sings that? Rolling song? Stones. That's oh, Nick Jagger. just for that. Nick instead Jagger. of Xanax, you get Gas X. Oh the next time boy, I need that. Go to your middle school <laughs> concert. And finally, that's no tuba. <laughs> <laughs> that's no trombone. <laughs> Incidentally, Jake. Who any type of sound like that cracks up oh, because course. he thinks it's bodily functions yeah. functioning. <laughs> Just like his mother, isn't yeah. he? <laughs> when the trombones came out, he was rolling. Oh, they had to call awesome. security on him. Oh, that's funny. All right, finally. Okay. A little ditty about Jack and Diane. Two American... Kids. Doing... Wait, aren't they growing up in the heartland? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were. That's that's one of the lyrics. Yeah, is it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, very good. Yes. Yeah. Very good. So, what was their score, Dan? Were you keeping score? Uh, she got uh, two out of th- three out of four. I, think. I got no two. Out- I got. Two you got out two out of four. four. Yeah, you so fifty percent. So yeah. you can only see Jack for half the time he's here. On the other half, he spends time with us. There we oh, go. Boy. And That's you'll never be see lucky him Jack. again. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right. Thanks for playing for that. Hopefully, he'll get better. He's not feeling well. Uh, and hopefully, you'll get someone to uh, wash your comforter. I know. Mm-hmm. Yes. Please, any takers, let me know. And yeah. do the rest of my laundry, too, if you'd yeah. like. So feel sure. free. Just email Tiana at... <laughs> oh, never mind. She's not email friendly. No, she's not. Uh, what were they going to do? Text you? Send you uh, air mail? Instagram what? message me. A pigeon mail. Smoke signals. There you go. There we go. <laughs> it's all good. Speaking of all good, Dr. David Delk and uh, Michael McKay in seconds. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. This is Faith Talk Live. See you Right here from the palatial seventh floor studios in Buckhead, it's Faith Talk Live with Rick and Dan. Just for Dr. David Allen Dill. Yes, sir. Look out. If he could only grow facial hair, uh, he could join the band and tour. He's got some there. Look at that. Is that what they call that? Is that what happens when you come back from the Uh beach? When will it become the Dan and Dan show? (laughs) (laughs) Probably after this show. You notice he talks like that when you're on that mic and not the one right next to him. He's being courageous on the other side. Uh, I'm very, very uh, sharp, sharp dressed man. Very intelligent here. Good to have Dr. David Delk from FCA and Michael McKay. Michael's got quite a story. Uh, after college mm. in an automobile accident, uh, 14 facial bones broken in this accident, 12 days in a coma. We'll find out about uh, that story and more uh, in a few. You're becoming like, uh, what, a doily on the, uh, on, the, on the couch here. A doily? Yeah, he's, a doily? he's here all the time. <laughs> do, do you know what a doily is? Dave? I have no idea, uh, man, okay. but What's it sounds like some doily? sort of toiletry kind of thing. <laughs> the clean toilets with? Well, <laughs> you loving candles should know what a doily is. It's, I guess people don't use doilies anymore, right? No. They used to go on the arm part of your couch. It was a, just kind of There's an little orna- arm ornate little cover. Yeah. Something, grandma Something that crochet. grandma would put yeah, on her couch. Right. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> what I'm saying is that we've seen quite a bit of you. Yes. Yes. Are you tired of it? A little bit. Okay. <laughs>
I'll schedule you for 2018. <laughs> <laughs> then it will be the Dan and Dan show. That's I don't it. I don't have much time left. <laughs> You've been at the beach. I have. Yeah. Me and my bride. All right. Did you have a good time? We I love I love time. what Dan said. What? Said what did you say he was doing on the beach which you posted? Well, you, remember? you posted pictures of uh, of reading the Bible and then your toes reading were in the picture too. The so. Bible. Yeah. 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 That's okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to share everything that that I did there. <laughs> well, why not? We need ratings to go up here. You do? You? All right. Do you have it's a good time? Talk. Yeah. You need that kind of rest and relaxation for yes, as busy as you as you are. So FCA is a lot of fun, but it is fast paced. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised you're able to do that during football season too, though. I know. Yeah. Well, we had some uh, gracious friends at church that uh, gave us four or five days at their condo we need to get to know those friends i'd love to have it would you like to mention those their secret friends (laughs) i see how it is i'm sure doug appreciates that (laughs) (laughs) well that narrows it down a little bit for us that's calling i'm calling doug right Uh, now we tried to get jay arnson to take us on that mexican trip no yeah but he said no he he said no to me too yeah (laughs) i figured he'd say yes i nudged him when he was bidding on it uh at uh saving susan yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Rescue and Hope. Rescue and Hope. Rescue. See, right. I did the same Susan thing. Susan Norris <laughs> with Rescue and Hope. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. I said, Jay, will you take me on your trip? He said, no. <laughs> I saw, Jay I, is very matter of fact. Yeah, I saw him Monday night at uh, at Craig Bowler's uh, author you know, our, uh, book release party, and yeah. I said, hey, can we go on that Mexico trip? He said, no, I'm taking the the uh, the board with me. The board. Yeah. I'll be on your board. Yeah, I'll, I'll be on the board if we can <laughs> really? go to Mexico. Just for a couple of months. Yeah. Speaking of Craig Bowler, he's going to be on the show on Friday. We're going to talk about his new book. And uh, is it his daughter, Adele, that Adele, is going right. to be here? Uh-huh. She's going to sing because she's the famous oh, artist. Yeah. Adele, <laughs> yeah. Adele, Adele Bowler going to be here. Yeah. Speaking of famous, this guy to the left of me. How did you find this guy? So, uh, Nick Byers, who serves on the FCA board in Douglas County, yeah. mm-hmm. introduced me to him. Awesome. Uh-huh. And then I reached out. We had lunch, and I had no idea the story that I was going to hear when I had uh, some time with Michael. We're going to hear that story in just a second. We found we found out we had a mutual friend, uh, Mike Parker, yes. Pastor Mike over at, uh, Mount, at Perrin. Mount Perrin, mm-hmm. who we need to get back. So. Yeah, him bringing his, his uh, guitar in, play a little for us. I his, think there's his something going his on here. <laughs> with his voice and his voice. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Rick. He does have yeah, quite, do a have quite a voice. Why don't you talk yeah. a little bit? We'll just listen. <laughs> so are you a uh, sorority girl they used to do that to me in college really yeah they would call him just talk to me michael and i'm like what do you want me to say <laughs> oh, oh you gotta wow. love it when girls talk call you just want you to talk that's funny. wow that's really cool 1-800-TALK <laughs> i should have charged by the minute <laughs> yeah operators are standing by oh, michael mckay goodness. quite a story and uh, you know what you could probably do well people don't do answering machines anymore what do they do your voicemail voicemail you yeah record people's voicemail on yeah. the side for a few bucks there you go Make right some money I could, but if her name is Susan, it wouldn't be uh, adequate. <laughs> I don't know if that's a story we want to know about. Maybe we do. Sorry, what Susan. What kind of show is this? Hello. Anyway. This is Susan at 555-3292. Leave a message at the tone. Susan's got a deep voice. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Mike McKay, Michael McKay. So tell us your story uh, before the accident. You're you were an athlete. You did well in high school and college. Uh, tell us your story. You grew up playing sports. Well, I grew up uh, playing team sports my whole life, pretty much since I was six years old. 
and I uh, I graduated from Campbell High School in nearby Smyrna. Mm-hmm. And I was a quarterback of the football team and the student body president as well. And I was blessed to receive a football scholarship to Gardner-Webb University where I played quarterback. And mm-hmm. I was blessed to earn national all-star recognition and play in an all-star game in April of 2000 out in Dallas, Texas. Wow, it's awesome, man. Yeah. That's cool. So you grew up in an athletic family? Is that something? Actually, no. No? My family was more academic. If anything, I was the only athlete. Okay. Mm. Now, what kind of plans did you have for your life before all that happened? Well, the plans that I had, they kind of went along with the Lord's plans, Mm -hmm. but not exactly. (laughs) 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 The plans that I had, I thought that, you know, I would go to college and have a productive career in football then graduate with a communications degree, which I did in May of 2000. And then I thought I would probably give pro football a couple years to try that out. But sure. that's where um, me and the Lord had different plans. Yeah. Wow. Which is common, right? You you make your own plans and you figure, hey, I've got this all set. How tight were you with the Lord at that time growing up? I mean, well, the know, good sometimes th- that's a challenge for athletes when everything's going good, right? Because you had like almost the perfect life, didn't you? Everything's good, and we kind of kind of slice God out just to, just to hear. Some of us do. I don't know well, if you did or not. Here, here's the deal is that I was um, my grandmothers, both of them, God rest their souls, is that um, they introduced me to the Lord when I was young. Oh, wow. And uh, when I was a kid, and my parents, you know, they constantly reminded me of the Lord's presence growing up. But the cool thing is that, Attending Gardner-Webb, which Gardner-Webb is a private Baptist college. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I was surrounded with the word and the presence of the Lord all the time. And it's one thing which people laugh at, and I still remember to this day, is um, my roommate in college would ask me, he's like, Michael, man, you play games on Saturday. You go out and party all night with the football team Saturday night after a win. <laughs> but you're always the first one at church on Sunday. He's like, why do you do that? And I'll never forget what my grandmother told me. And she said, boy, you ain't going to go out all night and party with the devil on Saturday and don't have time for the Lord on Sunday. Hmm. And so it kind of stuck with me. And wow. So I, the good thing is I grew closer to the Lord as I was in college. Hmm. Wow, that's really good. Michael McKay telling us his story. So uh, it looked like that uh, things were going to explode for you right after college. And then something happened right after college. Tell us about about the accident. Where were you going? What were you doing that night? Or was it night or daytime? No, it was 6.30, I mean 8.30 a.m., excuse me. Okay. Um, I picked up a job uh, delivering auto parts that I had the previous summer just to make a little money before my pro football tryout that was scheduled on September 16th. And um, Who were you trying out for? I was going to try out for the Arena League. Okay. Um, like the uh, Orlando Predators, yeah. to be specific. Uh-huh. I know they kept calling the house and everything. Yeah. But yeah. Um, anyways, I was sitting at a traffic light in my little delivery truck waiting on it to change. And it was, I mean, a monsoon pouring down rain that morning. Mm. And the witnesses reported, and I'm blessed I don't remember, besides from the police report that I read later. But the witnesses reported that a BMW a big 700 series, you know, one of the big body yeah, BMWs yeah, yeah. Right. was going to estimate between 70 and 100 
on All Still Road, which is a 45 mile an hour road in oh, Cobb County. Wow. On on wet pave on wet road. Yes, it was like I said, pouring down rain that morning. Wow. And the gentleman obviously lost control of the vehicle, and he hydroplaned and crossed over traffic and hit me head on, driver's side, while I was sitting at a red light. Mm. And the witnesses reported that it flipped my truck in the air backwards with me still in it about mm. five to six times. Mm. Wow. And I landed upside down on top of a Honda Prelude that was traveling the opposite way. And landing on a on the Honda Prelude, it ended up crushing that young man's forearm. Mm-hmm. And he stopped really fast, and it threw me off flipping and skidding another 150 feet. And it's by the grace and mercy of the Lord that, that I didn't get hit again. Mm-hmm. And I was about three and a half miles from Cobb General Hospital on Austell Road. And I was, um, and the ambulance came and immediately took me to Cobb General. Hmm. But here's the thing: when the ambulance got there, from me lifting weights and running every day, getting ready for my pro football tryout, which was a week later from that September 9th accident on September 16th, they said it took three grown men to pry my hands off the steering wheel because my body went to shock. Wow! wow. And my face beat up the steering wheel, and you know how hard the steering wheel is. My oh, face yeah. actually broke it. Oh, broke wow. the steering yes, wheel. Yes, my face Man. broke the steering wheel. Like I said, like the report read, I broke, not broke, but crushed 14 bones in my face. Man. And when my mother got the phone call saying that I'd been in this accident, they told her to bring a picture of what I used to look like to the hospital. My oh, gracious. Wow. So the plastic surgeon would know how to put me back together again. She told me that when she saw me at first, my nose was under my left eye. And my lip was up in my mouth, and I bit through it, and my bottom teeth were sticking out, which I still have a faint scar right on my lip. Now, let me be honest with you now. Reading the account of 14 broken facial bones in a coma for 12 days, this was back in, what, 2000? Yes. Looking at you now, you'd have no idea. Yeah, not at all. I mean, you look amazing. You look perfect. Well, thank you. Almost as good as Dr. David Dell. Almost. (laughs) Nobody looks quite that good. But, yeah. <laughs> you well, look awesome. I mean, seriously. Well, I'm on the uh, David Delk workout plan. <laughs> <laughs> and you too can have that plan. For a small for That's it. I like this guy. <laughs> let's no, do this. Let's, let's one thing I was go, getting ready to say, what ahead. helped my recovery, and which I was told this by uh, my primary care physician, Dr. Donald Leslie, down at the Shepherd Hospital. Yeah. He told me, due to the shape that I was in, yeah. that was the uh, reason for my such a swift recovery and yeah. such an efficient recovery. Wow. Wow. Because at the time of the accident, I measured up 5'11", 205 pounds, 8% body fat. Whoa. Had a 38-inch vertical and ran a 4'5 in the 40-yard dash. Man. I tell you what, let's do this. we got to wow. take a hard break. Let's pick up on the other side of this break here, more of your story, and see what God is doing in your life right now. We'll be back with Michael McKay, also Dr. David Delk. You can send him candles. We'll give you the address in just a few. Uh, Dan and I will be back. This is Faith Talk Live. Stay right there. Faith Talk Live with Rick and Dan. A bowl of crunchy granola in a cornflakes world on Faith Talk Atlanta. Oh, yeah, it's the Wednesday edition of Faith Talk Live. I am Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. It's hump day. What a story this guy has. Michael McKay telling us his story. Auto accident, 14 broken bones in the face. 12 days in a coma, some brain injuries, and uh, to look at him and to hear him and to talk to him, you would think, are, are you sure? You didn't dream this, and obviously it wasn't a dream. He's sharing the story, and we'll hear more in a second. Dr. David Delk here as well. No candles this time, a little disappointed. On tomorrow's show, Summit Church Pastor Scott Miller will be here. He just got back from India. 
How long ago, Dan? How long ago was that? Uh, just know? a few days ago that a few he days got ago. back. So yeah. he's going to give us a fresh report on mm-hmm. what's uh, going on there. And then Friday, Craig Bowler, which is uh, Dr. Delk's pastor, right? That's it. Yeah. Does he know how bad you are? No, but he does now. Thank you for sharing that with him. <laughs> He'll be giving you a call a little bit later. Yes, that's okay. Uh, I've anyway, confessed to better people. Yes. Craig Bowler coming up. Uh, he's got a new book, and his daughter Adele will be here, and she will be singing according to Dan. If she doesn't no. sing, what will we do, Dan? I'm kidding, Adele, if you're listening right now. I'm is it kidding. Craig that I'm, sings? I'm sure she gets that all the time with a name like Adele. Craig is yeah. actually one of the coolest pastors on the planet, if yeah, I remember he's, right. Wasn't he? He's from California. Mm-hmm. And, he's a California boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we talked surfing, I think, when he was here and other yeah. things and running, etc. But uh, we're going to talk about the book. It's a great book. It's out. And uh, that is coming up on uh, Friday. Also, check out our Family and Faith Now blog. I think Dan's is the latest one. I had one. I know Taylor from down the hall has the, the latest one. Oh, uh, Taylor. Uh, yeah. Calvin and Calvin Tanisha. Calvin and Tanisha from down the hall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So read uh, all the personalities of all the stations here. Write them, and they're amazing. Faithandfamilynow.com to find out more. Michael McKay, right in the middle of telling us the story. When we left uh, into the heartbreak there, You'd just been uh, careened by this, uh, what was it, a, Merce- a BMW, a BMW yes. right? And they call your mother and they say, bring a picture. Your son's in an accident so that the plastic surgeon can see how to recreate hmm. his face after 14 broken bones. Okay, right. so were you, you were obviously out because you don't remember it. So hmm. you're just kind of there and you're gone, right? Well, I was... Um I was in a peaceful state, guys, because people ask me all the time, do I remember anything from my coma? Yeah, yeah. And just as sure as we're standing here, I remember I remember two things, actually. I saw both of my deceased grandmothers while I was in my coma. Really? Wow. Yes, I saw my dad's mom first, who passed on October 26, 1986. And she said, I asked her, I was like, Grandma, Grandma, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. And she's like, I'm just picking, you know, fruit in the field. And she told me, she said, Michael, I said, yes, ma'am. She said, now, when you have trouble in this life, and you will, she said, you go to your father. He'll know exactly what to do. Whenever you have trouble, you talk to your father. You understand me, young man? I said, yes, ma'am. Hmm. And and then I saw my mother's mom, and she had just passed in February of 99. And I was in a canoe. I don't know how, but I was paddling down the river with my hands. Hmm. And I saw her on the left embankment and I pulled the canoe over and I was like, grandma, grandma, hey, hey. And she looks at me, she says, Michael. I said, yes, ma'am. She said, no matter what you do, I don't care what you do not get out of that boat on this side. You understand me? I said, yes, ma'am. I said, you want to ride? So she hops in the canoe with me and I start paddling us down the river and she goes, pull over there. And she, we pulled on the opposite embankment, the right embankment. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And so I pulled the boat and I never seen my grandma run a day in my life. And she hops up out of the boat like a small child and starts tearing off up this grassy hill. And so I remember she said, don't get out on the left side. So I jumped out on the right side and start running after her, chasing her. Grandma, grandma, hey, where are you going, you know? And just as sure, men, as soon as I got to the top of the hill, I'm not saying it was God by no means because, mm-hmm. you know, Scripture says no eye has seen. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Mm-hmm. But when I got to the top of that hill, I saw this beyond blinding light. I mean, I couldn't see a thing. Mm. And I opened my eyes 
And the first thing I saw at the right hand foot of my bed was my mother with her head down praying. Wow. And she said she was praying to her mom saying, Mama, you got to send him back because if he leaves, I won't make it. Wow. 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 You know, any account we've ever heard of, right, folks going to heaven, seeing heaven, it's the same, like the same story, isn't it? Mm. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, I mean, it happened without a doubt. When you share that with people, I mean, what do they do? I mean, it's one of those stories, it's, it's awe-inspiring, right. right? It's comforting for the Christian. I mean, we know we read the Word and we know where we're going. But when somebody has that experience... It's like, ooh, ah. How do people react to that? They'll usually react and reflect on how um, how fragile life really is and how you really got to cherish your loved ones around you. Because I believe with all of my heart that the Lord, he sent both of my grandmothers on purpose. Yes. Because he knew I would recognize them and do what they said because that's the way I was raised. Wow. So... It just makes other people, like I said, reflect on the family members around them and their friends and to be thankful for them and to know that there is something else, you know, besides this life that we're living in. Michael McKay telling his story. So a lot of times people and we'll just stay on the coma thing and then we'll move on. A lot of times people say that when someone's in a coma that they can or I hear they can hear people in the room talking to them, praying for them singing to them. Some say no, but more say yes. A lot of times the nurses will say yes. Do, what, what's the case? I will say I'm living proof that yes, because while I was in the coma, every day like at uh, 1 at 1 p.m. in the afternoon, Dr. Leswick could come get my mother and have her come in the room and talk to me because I had so many people to come and visit me. People weren't allowed to come in the room and talk to me because that would cause a brain activity uh, and would cause a brain to swell. So okay. they weren't allowed to talk to me or touch me. Wow. But like I said, Dr. Leslie would come and get my mother and bring her in the room like every day around lunchtime and talk to me huh. because my mother's voice brought peace and calm to my soul and my brain activity would come mm. down mm. when wow. she would talk to me. So wow. That's I know you can hear. And how long were you in a coma? 12 days. Wow, man. Do you, what was the, give us the, um, how did you wake up? I mean, was it immediate? Was it slow? Did you wake up, went back? What's the story? Well, like I said, I woke up and when I saw my mom, it's just like, wow. And mm. I, I didn't go back or relapse or anything. I just, just it was a lot of rehab mm-hmm. and I had to relearn how to, do functional things because what was affected predominantly was my short-term memory Mm. because a lot of people don't know this is that your long-term memory is actually burned into the protein fibers of your brain right that's why you can remember what you did on your 12th birthday 20 years ago but you can't remember where you put your keys five minutes (laughs) earlier that's why you you remember song lyrics forever but not (laughs) right because it's actually burned into your brain so that's why wow so you wake up. Had they started the process of the plastic surgery? It's probably a stupid question. Or do they wait until you're good to go? Your brain is pretty much. They started the process, but yeah. I had another surgery that I can remember like like it happened 10 minutes ago, you know, where he had to reinsert the plate behind my eye. Mm. And um, I remember that. But. After I woke up, that was just the beginning of it because, man, I spent six years in rehab wow. and three years of physical therapy. 
Wow. So doing what? Learning how to eat again? Uh, how to no. walk? How to speak well, clearly? What? I predominantly suffer right side brain injuries. And you know, the right side of your brain controls the left side of your body. And the left side of your brain controls the right side of your body. Right. So since I suffered predominantly right side brain injuries, the left side of my body was affected. And I suffered temporary paralysis. I was in a wheelchair for five months. Couldn't wow. walk. Wow. Wow. Did they so, tell you that you would never walk? or? Well, they told me that it's likely I would never walk and I would never drive. They tried to get my folks to take my driver's license from me. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't drive a car for seven and a half years. Mm. Wow. You know, the Lord, he's constantly working. And, you know, God's not on our timetable. So we like to think. Right, right. You know, it's on his time. Mm-hmm. So. I'd love to talk to him about that when I see him. How come you're not on my time table? Yeah. I have to be on yours. I say that now. But I don't know that I would ask him, him that if I were you. <laughs> be a whole different issue. Michael McKay talking about uh, his story. It's pretty amazing. I'm curious what uh, your mother's reaction was <laughs> when you told her about what you experienced in the coma right before you woke up and saw her standing there. She was thankful, if anything, and she felt like, okay, she's like, my mama heard me, mm-hmm. you know, and God, you know, allowed her to hear me. And they worked as a tag team and sending mm-hmm. me back, you know, and she's just really grateful and thankful. Wow. That is such a cool story. So, Well, you- don't go through it. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't want to. No, no, no please. We don't want to go through <laughs> no, it. We're, no. so, we're sorry that you went through it, but thank God you're on the other side mm-hmm. of it. Michael McKay telling us his story. Let's go ahead and get into a break. And then the next segment will blow right into it. And we want to finish this story. What a story it is, too. Michael McKay here telling his story. Dr. David Delk from FCA as well. We'll be right back. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. This is Faith Talk Live. Faith Talk Live with Rick Probst and Dan Ratcliffe. Now gluten free with no preservatives added on Faith Talk Atlanta. Look out, it is the Wednesday edition of Faith Talk Live. I am Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. Happy Hump Day. I'm what not sure as I'm watching the monitor there of Facebook Live, it looked like David Delk was throwing you a kiss, Dan, but I'm just not oh. sure. He Love loves too, ZZ David. Top candles and throwing kisses. He's here with uh, candles Michael. and kisses. Candles <laughs> and kisses. <laughs> Gotta Pastor, love it. Pastor Bowl or someone needs counseling here. Trisha, so. I hope you're listening right now. <laughs> Trisha, don't pay attention to these guys. <laughs> oh, she knows this well enough. She yeah. won't. Michael McKay with a great story. We're going to pick up in just a second tomorrow. Uh, Scott Miller, Pastor Miller, talking about his trip to India. Get the USB of uh, Philip DeCourcy. It's got a bunch of his teachings on there. It's pretty amazing. It's free. And that's until, uh, what, the end of October? October. We're almost there. FaithTalkAtlanta.com. What a story, Michael. It's uh, it's pretty amazing. Uh, I'm sure you have this story out in print, out of video, out on audio, whatever. But people need to hear this Mm -hmm. story over and over again. It's pretty inspiring uh, on the edge of our seat. So where are we in this whole story? We're... You're, so you you're, don't you're waking re- up. You don't remember anything about the wreck. No, the thing I do rem- the way the reason why I can tell you this story pretty fluently is because I remember reading the police report. Yeah. Shortly afterwards, and of course, with my family and friends around, I've heard a hundred stories. I mean, that's got to be surreal to know that you yeah. went through that, but you don't remember any of it. Wow. Right. And the good thing is that I am so blessed that I don't for the fact that. If I did, that would horrify me to try and drive a car again. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, it's bad yeah. enough driving a car in Atlanta already. Yeah, yeah Amen absolutely. To that. Yeah. <laughs> wow. But having to have that horrible memory attached to it 
There's mm-hmm. no way. Wow. Well, you made it through, and uh, through years of therapy in so many ways, uh, you look amazing. Uh, you're driving. You're you're out there, and you're speaking. And you you've obviously spoken for uh, FCA. You're a part of FCA on, on, on some in some manner. Uh, what do folks say when they hear your your story? I, I would assume that uh, you could hear a pin drop in an mm. auditorium or a room. Well, they will all they will usually compliment me on the uh, my perseverance mm. of striving through and ask me how did I get through it? Yes, how? And I'll tell you exactly how. I spent a lot of time on my knees, man. I mean, just it would hands. I mean, on my knees and eyes to the sky, and praying to God, you know. Please, Lord, you know, heal me and let me be the man that you made me to be because this broken version of me is not what you had in plan. Mm. I do know that because I know the God that I serve, he wants nothing but the best for us Mm. and provides nothing but blessings. And that is, oh, that is one thing I forgot to mention is when I uh, woke from the coma, I do remember this. I had friends and family ask me, Michael, are you mad at God for, you know, for, letting that happen or making that happen Mm. and i'm like no i'm not mad at god for making that happen because number one god didn't make that happen he allowed it to happen because he knew coming out of the coma and and you know the wreck and all that he knew that i would bring honor and glory and praise to his name Mm. and give him credit and so he allowed it to happen and also i look at it as a compliment because the lord he he puts no more in you than can handle so he must think a lot of me then mm. <laughs> considering that um, they said that I had a 90% chance of dying within three days. Like the gentleman who hit me, Wow, he died three days later. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Mm. Really? Yes. Mm. That's amazing. Michael McKay telling his story. So what, this is quite a platform story that you have. Where have you been? Who have you told this, this story to? I've been to uh, various churches and youth groups and even schools mm-hmm. and, one time at like an office park, mm, wow. an office building, I should say. Yeah. But, you know, it's nice to be able to share and to inspire others because I feel that that's one, that's my spiritual gift is exhortation mm-hmm. and building others up and leading by example. And that's where me being a quarterback in football has carried over into my everyday life. You lead by example, and you be a stand-up young man. No matter how bad the situation looks, mm-hmm. you have to be a stand-up man behind it. What's what's the go ahead, Dan? I was just going to ask you as you went through the recovery and having to go through uh, the physical therapy and everything. Was it hard for you? Because beforehand, you were in you were in great shape. You're an athlete. You were a leader. You were a quarterback. And then having to go through that, you have to rely on others quite a bit to help you to, to get around, to uh, to learn how to do things again. Was that hard for you? Was it humbling? It, oh, it was beyond humbling. Mm-hmm. Yes, very, very humbling. It kind of, I guess, put you in your place to let you know that you're not as great as your ego might tell you. <laughs> and um, you're going to need people in your life. Right. So, you know, shut your mouth, open your ears, and <laughs> <laughs> shut your mouth, open your ears, and follow directions. Yeah. Wow. David. Would you, would you look that direction and just say that? <laughs> 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 oh, 
Uh, I was just going to say something nice about you, but I've changed my mind. I'm sorry. Say you're to say something nice. <laughs> You've known this guy for a while. What is it that stands out besides his uh, perseverance and uh, obviously faithfulness in, in some manner to God? What, what do you see in this guy? Well, it's his persevering faith. You know, we've talked a lot about what he's been through. But what he's going through now, he's trying to establish his career. What is God wanting to do now? Mm-hmm. And he's 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 just patiently waiting for that. Now he's active; it's an active faith, but he's patiently waiting. And uh, I think part of my job is just introducing to people and see where God leads it. What do you think God wants you to do now? Obviously, the speaking platform is. Uh, I mean, I mean, you know, that's almost a given, right there. Well, right? the Lord put it in my heart since I was fourteen to. Um, to be a broadcast reporter mm-hmm. or an anchor man, mm-hmm. you know, to use my speaking ability because speaking in front of audiences, that's nothing to me. Mm-hmm. And from what I've been told is my voice is very clear and it commands attention, mm-hmm. but of course I can't hear it. So <laughs> <laughs> you don't listen to yourself, but no, <laughs> but I would like to uh, be a reporter slash anchor, be it news be it TV news so or is, radio. Anything, uh, sports news, any type of information. Right. Yeah. To convey, you know, the message to people. Are you locked into Christian, secular, does it matter? It's just wherever God places you? It's all good. Well, huh? as long as it's not tabloid, it's got to have some truth yeah. to it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that oh, would be that good. tabloid stuff mm-hmm. drives me crazy, mm-hmm. I got to tell you. I just keep on, when I'm watching TV, I just flip right on through it. Because it's, uh, but I, but I imagine when you get up and speak, especially in front of uh, you know high school kids, especially yeah. who right. think they're invincible, but they hear maybe I'm not so invincible because this this guy. Uh, That's right because because when we're in high school, bad stuff happened to other people. Right, right, right. Never yeah. us. Right. Exactly, man. Frequently asked questions uh, by those coming up to you, uh, not the coma and the accident part, but the God factor stuff. What do they? What What did they ask you about that? Well. They'll ask me, you know, like, were you able to think or did you have any, like, thoughts or memories from it? And I'm like, no. And I just like I told you about my grandmothers, I tell them that. And hmm. but they they just ask me, they're like, well, didn't you get tired of doing that? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's funny, guys, is that. Because we don't have a full grasp of the neurological system right, yet. Right, right, And it's funny, being paralyzed on the left side of my body, I'm sitting there in my hospital bed. I'm like, move, left leg, move. Yeah. I'm concentrating, but nothing. Hmm. It's weird. I mean, you don't take, you don't really appreciate the ability to be able to walk until you're in a wheelchair and you wake up in the middle of the night, you want to go to the kitchen and get a glass of water, but mm-hmm. you can't. Yeah. Because you can't reach up in the cabinet and get the glass. You get a glass of water. Yeah. Wow. People, people that have responded to, uh, as you speak and you make a, a a presentation for them to accept Christ, what have you seen? Oh, well, it's like when they ask me about accepting Christ, and, you know, I just tell them the general prayer, mm-hmm. you know, and how to ask for the Lord to come in their life and be their Savior and— and it's like a light comes on all of a sudden. It's like the Holy Spirit kind of mm-hmm. click. You're mm-hmm. one of mine now. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, it's great to see. It really is. And what, what has God taught you personally through all of this? He taught me personally 
Michael, no matter how silent it may seem that I am, I am always here. And he also taught me that, Michael, I am speaking to you at all times. It's a matter of whether you want to listen or not. Mm. So you need to open your ears, young man. Mm. Those are two great things yeah. that most all of us struggle with, right? Yeah, definitely. You should write a book and the title, those two things, title each book. <laughs> Just title uh, it, Listen Here, Young Man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a great story. Quick, your website is a place people can connect with you. Facebook, probably, well, right? Yes, I, I have a website. It's called motivationwithmichael.com. And you can you can uh, see my social media links on the website as well. And it, is, it also offers a video links, uh, a video to, of inspiration and also words from scripture and motivational speakers as well. Very cool. Wow, what a story. And uh, you can find out more. Uh, check him out on Facebook and the uh, website that he uh, just said. Uh, Motivationwithmichael.com. So there yeah. you go. Thanks for bringing this guy. Amazing. Good to see you. Great story. And Godspeed, God's healing, and God's blessings on you from now uh, on. Well, tomorrow, uh, Pastor Scott Miller will be our guest. We'll talk about India. And then on Friday, Craig Bowler will be back. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. This is Faith Talk Live. See ya. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.